0: You girls, have your beer. Hey everybody, this is Charlie from MathRax and you are listening to today's Boondoggle. This is Mark Metcalf and you are listening to today's Boondoggle with Bailey on Domain Cleveland Radio. You are listening to today's Boondoggle with Bailey on Domain Cleveland Radio. Yes, Kato Kalen listens to this all the time. Welcome to today's Boondoggle. Now
1: here's To Heath. So warm, Heath, and you are to today's
0: boondoggle hey what's up it's john from skillet and you're listening to today's boondoggle on domain cleveland radio as your seatbelt. what's going on everybody it's bill bailey with today's boondoggle And, real quick housekeeping note if you are watching us on YouTube or uh, Rumble or BitChute or Odyssey, please hit that follow and subscribe button. And if you're listening to us on Spotify or Apple, Google, and whatever podcast platform you use, please hit that follow and subscribe button so we can continue to bring you conversations like uh, I'm going to bring you today. We are talking with Miss Naomi Grossman. How are you doing?
1: I'm well. How are you?
0: Good good now uh we we just recently got to meet at the uh cinema wasteland uh here in the Cleveland area uh, and uh, uh it was really good to meet you in person and talk with you and pick up uh you know some uh some of your work that is near and dear to your heart, which I got to uh to enjoy that I want to get into with you but usually when I have people on for the first time, I like to get a quick background so uh, originally, what did you want to be when you grew up?
1: An actress.
0: <laughs> Always.
1: <laughs> Always. I think for uh, like um five minutes, maybe I I considered being an astronaut, uh. But you know, then they told me there would be math involved, and so I was out. So that <laughs> made it very easy, very simple.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And then, um, I mean. A little bit, you know. You've you've got, uh, you know, quite a sense of humor too. As I've, uh, you know, enjoyed watching some of your YouTube skits and watching your uh, the DVDs I picked up. But um, what was uh, like childhood like when you knew that you know acting and entertaining was something that uh, you were going to go for?
1: Um, you know my. My dad was an architect, and we lived in this um, very cool kind of mid-century modern home uh, that had like little, um, for lack of a better word, well, I think he would probably call them decks, but I called them stages (laughs) off of each of the rooms. So, um, you know, again, it's all about perception, right? I'm I'm a a born performer. So I saw a stage, but anyone else would think that was called a deck. Uh, But yeah, from like forever and ever, I would just, you know, I'd be on my stage performing for the, you know, chipmunks and squirrels um, and occasionally somebody who might drive by. But um, yeah, I mean, I'm just, it's kind of who I am. Like I was just born this way. Um, I kind of often joke. It's almost like a- akin to being gay. Like I could, I- I've tried to pray the actor away, but it doesn't doesn't work. <laughs> like this is who I am. It's part of my personality. It's it's I'm the number seven on the Enneagram. I'm a performer through and through, and it just is what it is. I mean, I'm very lucky that uh, you know I now have an audience uh, that is not uh, you know, um, just squirrels and chipmunks. Uh, I'm really <laughs> thankful to have you and, and others watching, uh, for, but honestly, it wouldn't even stop me. Like I would probably still be performing um, even without an audience.
0: And was there like somebody in particular that, that caught your attention when you were little that inspired this in you? Um,
1: well, I was very lucky in that, you know, I mentioned my dad was an architect, so, you know, he's an artist. Uh, my mom's a pianist. So I think they always sort of understood what it was to be have kind of an artistic calling. And so the fact that I was always very, very um, creative from a young age, I think they were... Uh, they were all about sort of fostering that and and whatever it is that I wanted to be. But I was also just so clear on what that was. I really didn't give them much choice. Like it wasn't like, um, (laughs) it's not like they were like, Oh, let's steer her towards Dr. Lawyer. Like Dr. Lawyer wasn't even on the table, you know? So they kind of, I didn't give them a whole lot of choice. I think, um, but I mean, what I'm trying to say is my parents were both very, very, um, uh, supportive, uh, in my endeavors, but also because of that, I think they were, um, really good about, you know, driving me an acting class and, and when I wanted an agent and, and then wanted to work in film and television and commercials, um, locally, they, they uh, made sure I, I, I found the best resources to do that. So yes, there were absolutely people along the way. There was a, I mean, my acting coach, my very first acting coach in Denver, Colorado. To this day, I'm still in touch with. Um, so, but but that was again. I mean, and I'll give him a shout out. Uh, not that anyone's necessarily listening or watching that would, is looking for an acting coach in Denver, uh, but you never know. His name is um, Paul Rohr. Um, to this day, he's um, you know he he was definitely very influential. As were many other teachers. Um, I was, I was involved with a little children's theater company called Kid Skits. To this day, the kids that I did Kid Skits with are still at it. Like, you know, my friend Vargas Mason is up at the comedy store, killing it every Friday night. He does voices for Pixar and um, Netflix and you name it. Um, my, my bestie, Marcus Fulmar, has he's literally pulled out over every single uh sitcom star on television. He's the consummate co- uh, you know cop and bailiff on TV. Um I'm trying to think of some of the others, but I mean there's like a whole bunch of us who still to this day it's like we caught the bug together and we're still at it
0: so nice.
1: anyway, the the point is yes there were many many people along the way um but i it's really my folks i think that I have to thank for 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 seeing me acknowledging this this uh this um um you know uh desire uh, in within me and and um you know feeding it
0: and then you mentioned so uh denver is where you grew up at then yeah and then um, that's that was what I was going to ask. Like, so out there as you were growing up in Denver, the uh, you found an acting coach, at, and uh, I mean, were you involved in like school plays and stuff like that? And then
1: yeah, yeah. Uh, I- Anything and everything that was, um, and actually, a lot of this is actually in the third show, which you haven't seen, um, American Horror Story. But it, it, it there's a trifecta, um, and uh, you're just missing that last bit. But, um, and it's not to say that there won't be a fourth for sure, but um, for now, there's just the three. Um, the it's just this third one hasn't been shot yet. We're uh uh, we've only just done a run in, in Los Angeles in June, and we'll um, pick it up again in New York off Broadway in January. But um, uh, to answer your question, uh, yes, I did all the things. I did, you know, school plays. I, I, I went, went outside of school. I thought I was a little too cool for school. So I did, um, you know, regional theater, um, children's theater, um, I got a, got myself a, an agent and did, you know, whatever film and t- TV was coming through town. Wasn't a lot, but you know, whatever there was, I was, I had my hand in.
0: And what, what age was this where you, uh, you know, you got the agent?
1: Um, you know, 13, 14, 11, 12, 13, 14. I got my SAG card on my 15th birthday. Nice. Um, so, yeah.
0: Yeah. And then what, so uh, when was your, like, I mean, you did a lot of, like, school performances and, and, and uh, what was your first, like, on-film gig that you, you did, other than, you know, your parents recording your performances Yeah, at right, right,
1: of course. I mean, the, the thing that I, I was forced to join the union for would have been um, <laughs> Father Dowling Mysteries, which is, um, you know... It, you were around in the 80s. You remember okay. that.
0: Too. Oh, yeah. Okay, um, yeah. yeah.
1: So that, like I said, there was very little in Denver, really, but um, there was Father Dowling. There was P- Perry Mason. Um, and then, of course, uh, mostly commercials. But, you know, every actor, yeah, every actor I know, I mean, all those guys I just mentioned, Marcus Vargas, we were all on Father Dowling. Like, you couldn't be serious about, you know, acting in Colorado in the eighties without having at least an episode. <laughs>
0: nice. Yeah. And that, um, You know, as, as time would go on, um, bigger gigs, did you, when did you ended up like, uh, um, moving to, uh, you know, LA to, So,
1: um, you say bigger gigs, and yes, there were bigger gigs, um, but not for quite a while. Um, I would say, you know, like I said, getting my SAG card was really a blessing and a curse because it meant that I was, all of a sudden, I'd like, I'd I'd accomplished this hurdle that, you know, many actors come to LA and like, have to find a way around and I didn't have to, like it was just sort of handed to me. And yet um, it didn't mean that I was, I couldn't really do a whole lot of anything until I came to Los Angeles and was able to work in a bigger market with actual you know union opportunities, um, which there really wasn't where I was before. Uh, after school, uh, high school, I took a little bit of a, a, a interlude, as you know, to Argentina. That's the theme of the first show. Yeah. Um, and uh, but and from there, I actually went to college in, in Chicago at Northwestern. I did my four years there. After four winters, I was out of there. <laughs> I love my time there, but you guys in the Midwest, I don't, I don't know how you do it.
0: Like, you
1: know. <laughs> It's like 60 degrees here right now, and I'm freezing. So um, it's ridiculous. But uh, yeah, yeah. it
0: was 60 here today, and I was out in shorts all excited.
1: Oh, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Uh, no, I uh, I moved to LA as soon as I graduated. Um, my, my college boyfriend was a PA on Friends, um, if you remember that show. And, yeah, um, you know, that, even though he was a essentially getting jennifer aniston coffee that in my mind at the time was like oh my god you've made it in hollywood so um (laughs) i followed him out here and of course we broke up immediately because that's what happens um with you know college relationships um or at least mine uh especially when you get to a big city where everyone is more beautiful than the person you're with um so uh yeah anyway we uh that didn't last but it at least got me all the way out here not that i i think i was probably i was gonna get here anyway but um for whatever reason i think a lot of most of the kids that i was friends with or most kids at northwestern are either from the chicago area or from the east coast so it was very common to kind of go East, go to New York and um, you know pursue theater. And so I was kind of one of the odd ducks that went West and went to Los Angeles. I just, again, maybe cause I'm from the West, but also, um, I don't know. I just never thought like that whole starving artist uh, mystique had much mystique. Like I'm not trying to starve. I'm actually trying to eat if I can. <laughs> so, yeah, exactly. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, no, 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 I'm going to the warm weather and I'm going to, you know, I'm I'm going to get fed. So um, anyway, I, I came out here and uh, and yeah, I mean, it was eventually some, you know, bigger TV shows came around, but um, that that didn't come right away. It was definitely like a, it was a it was a hustle. And again, that's what a lot of this this third show is all about.
0: Um, well, I guess I watched them out of order then. Because you're saying oh, girl okay.
1: in
0: Argentine landscape was the first.
1: Yes. And then so carnival you were by the my the wrinkles in my face? <laughs> no.
0: I don't know. I just I guess I guess I just uh I I you know which one grabbed me first and I, I was had a thing for love, lust and other human oddities. So <laughs>
1: Right. Well, I mean, but you could tell, I mean they Yes, Carnival a girl in Argentine landscape is sort of my coming of age story. It it tells a story of me at what age 16, 17, 18 leaving leaving school to go uh study abroad. Whereas Carnival Knowledge, I've come of age. I'm, you know, I'm out there in the world looking for love. Again, this is after yeah. friends dump me. Um and uh yeah, it's um, i think it's a little it's a little more mature of a, a story um yeah. you know the first is quite innocent it's quite you know i have my first fellatio, um whereas <laughs> uh <laughs> you know so you, you don't have to be a rocket scientist to kind of figure out w- with the order but um yeah i, think-
0: I mean I've, after i watched you know the uh, the second one I was like okay I, I i uh i i got that the story you were telling was you know, when you were younger and everything. But uh, I guess I should have asked you, like, if they – because I didn't know it was going to be a, a trilogy and, you know, that you have a another one out now. Well, but, uh, no, but
1: the America's- beauty of it is that you don't have to watch them in order, per se. I mean, that's the order in which the stories go. That's the order in which uh, they were produced. Um, this third one – uh, you don't need to have watched the first two. I think you will probably get you know special satisfaction out of the third having seen the first two. But um, yeah, and I mean this this third one, uh, it obviously it takes us up to present day. Like we get to meet me, you know, post Pepper um, yeah. from American Horror Story. But it's uh, it's it also starts with me in first grade. So, you know, which is something we didn't see in the other two. Um, it's, uh, it's my history of hustling. It's sort of, um, it, it takes me from, you know, like I said, from a very young age hustling to now.
0: Well, I want to talk a little bit about the, the ones I have seen uh, so far. Because, so, I mean, part of that hustle, I guess, is, you know, you put together your own little uh, uh, entertainment group. To to put these out, right? Or your right, partner there you
1: know. Yes.
0: So like uh is Red Meat Entertainment your specific that's you. All right.
1: Me, that's just me. It's okay. you know, it's confusing. Like I have to you know, people are like looking for the LLC and I'm like, it's nothing. It's literally a name I gave it because it looked <laughs> it does it looks more real if it's if there's an you know it doesn't say Naomi Grossman, you know.
0: But you were you know, so you, you you uh, you know, and we'll talk about what you the stories that you're telling here, but as you mentioned, you know, you move out to, to LA, you're trying to get gigs, but obviously you're networking with a crew of people in the industry. You had somebody film this for you, you had somebody doing the lights and, and all that. So um, what was it uh, like, you know, networking and putting these uh, friendships together being, you know, you know, a stranger in that area.
1: Well, um, you know, you it's uh, yeah, I mean, you've got to figure I moved out here in 97. Um, The first one I produced in 2002. So that was five years worth of, you know, relationships. And um, and then the second one was in 2009. So at that point, you're looking at 12 years worth of, uh, you know, relationships. Um, You know, a lot of, I think because I went to a pretty competitive theater school uh, where there were a lot of people, um, you know, wanting to pursue entertainment professionally, uh, you know, I, I think... I was networking as early as college without even realizing it. You know, little did I know those kids, uh, like you know, um, I don't know Seth <laughs> Myers, <laughs> who I was uh, who was just a year ahead of me in school, or or Zach Braff, who was uh, my year, or um, I don't know Zoe Deschanel, who who dropped out right after I graduated. Like these are all people that like. I was in school with. So um, anyway, the point is, I, I think, you know, I know people who uh, often joke, let's say they went to University of Southern California or UCLA, and they always say, man, I wish, I wish I'd wish gone to college at Northwestern. I'd know someone in Hollywood. Um, and that's just sort of the joke is like even the local schools, uh, you know, they still don't have quite the like mafia that we have. And it's true, we really kind of like take care of our own. And, um, and I mean, man, I I had an audition just the other day where I I had to dress as a ski bunny. And so, you know, I wore my Northwestern hat because because
0: like, oh yeah, send that message.
1: You never know, like, what if the client or, or uh, you know, the, the casting went to NU? I'm in luck, you know, uh, yep. of course, they could have gone to Michigan or Penn State. And then I'm out of luck. But uh, it's a it's a um, you know, I'm willing to take that chance. Um, but I, I guess I, I say all this uh, to say that, like, it's not like I just showed up here with some suitcases and like, Okay, who wants to shoot a, a you know a one woman show? Like I'd, I, you know, I was forming those relationships all along. In fact, yeah, that first show, the girl in Argentine landscape, came to be because. My dear friend, Sharif Atkins, who you may remember from, uh, well, his first really big credit was ER. He was like the hot young black doctor on ER. He was like the intern under George Clooney. He uh, he he was, you know, um, found great success quite quickly out of school. Uh, came to the show and said, um, You know, man, this is great. You got to get some casting in here. And I was like, well, easy for you to say, Mr. Mr. Hollywood, Mr. like, Fancy New Intern on ER. Uh, I was like, you know, yeah, I'm killing myself to get casting in here. Are you kidding? And that's when he pulled out his checkbook, because that's how we paid people at the time, and wrote me a check for $3,000, which, again, in 2002 was a lot of money, way more than I'd ever seen at the time. And so he, you know, he handed me this check and with it, I hired a, you know, um, somebody to light me, someone to stick a lavalier on me and uh, and someone to edit it all. And so, and sure enough, um, so that's what you're seeing. That was created um, basically because of this, you know, very dear friendship i uh, uh fostered um back from college
0: wow That's, yeah yeah <laughs> well uh, so and as you were explaining that i mean you were telling your life story then that was really you know all that stuff was pretty much you know you, you went through and you're up there sharing your experiences so um yeah, I wasn't sure like how much was just like, you know, tongue in cheek and just performing for the audience and you know, like a cop kind of like a stand-up act or something like that. But um
1: I mean, it's obviously a little more theatrical than stand-up, as you saw, because there's not like this pressure to be funny. Like it's it's primarily comedic, but it's also thoughtful and thought-provoking and sometimes serious. Uh, but yes, it is 100% autobiographical.
0: And I liked
1: thing that is slightly a bit of a, a fib is, um, when I talk about being from Taos, New Mexico, because of course, now, you know, the truth, I'm from Denver, but, um, honestly, that was just confusing for people. I think, you know, my, my parents moved to Taos, uh, when I left the nest, And so I go home to New Mexico now. Denver, I I haven't been to Denver in many years. I have no reason. I have no one there to go back to. So, um, you know, as I was sort of telling the story, I just found it was kind of confusing to be from, like, both places. And who cares, right? It's not really important to the story. And so that's why, as I was kind of crafting it, I decided that eh, Taos is a little more interesting. You know, Denver is sort of just like this – basic bits of a city. Whereas, you know, Taos is kind of, kind of cool, kind of weird, kind of quirky. And I think it, it, it worked better in the storytelling.
0: Denver's got that wicked airport though, too. So
1: <laughs> in a good way,
0: <laughs> it's interesting. I've been there, been through there, Ugh. but uh, so I, you know, you, you, you introduced, with that story, you you welcome people into the, you call it the museum of your mind. Mm, uh, yeah. And uh, you're given the tour and uh, tell, telling your story, basically kind of how you've just been telling me your story too, about always performing and stepping on the, the deck stage and, and, and stuff. And it was just like, you, you, you were battling like what kind of like the world kind of wants to mold you into this normal, whatever, but who wants to be normal? There's no fun in that, you know? And yeah. uh, you embrace, uh, I think, as you said, like embrace your inner fucking dork. And, uh, and as you were out there, uh, you developed this alter ego, uh, Carmen. Mm-hmm. And uh, let's uh, talk a little bit about your time there And, uh, you know, what kind of led you to, you know, embrace that alter ego?
1: Um, well, let's face it. I embraced the alter ego. It was, it was only until I, when I was writing the story that I realized that it was an alter ego. Um, I mean, I, I went to Argentina as this, you know, very kind of. I don't know, rule abiding, straight A, type A, go getter. Um, and I got there and it was the first time I ever even thought to, you know, skip school. Or, you know what I mean? That wasn't even in my zeitgeist, but you know, I was it was like a whole new world. And and <laughs> I mean, I, I it wasn't skipping school when like the teachers were on strike and there was no school. You know, it was just it was like I was all of a sudden I was in this whole new place with a whole new language and a whole new you know set of rules and 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 uh, mo. Uh, and so um, you know, I think Carmen Carmen was a product of that. Like I I, I learned like you know, you can go out at night until six in the morning and like nothing's going to happen to you. Like, I think something would have happened to me had I done that if I tried that in Colorado. Um, But, you know, all of a sudden I'm in this like place where like that's what you do that. Like when else are you supposed to go to the nightclub like but <laughs> between two and six in the morning? You know what I mean? At 17 years old, which, again, that was just that was very foreign to me, Um, you know, Traveling the way I did, um, uh, uh, from you know the all the way down to like the southernmost city in the world, um, you know, braving soccer matches. I mean, this is like I said, it it, it was just for someone who lived a relatively sort of sheltered existence. Um, this was like a it was a real it was real eye opener, um, and so yeah, I think that's. Carmen Car- Carmen Mercedes my my alter ego just sort of was born out of that and it was um it wasn't until I kind of came back to the US and to a curfew and to uh you know all these kinds of rules and I realized you know you can never go home they say yeah, yeah. but um, yeah uh,
0: now what originally I f- I forget what originally uh, led you down there
1: uh well it was part of me my overachieving i think i'd um you know i'd already gotten like i'd already accomplished like everything else in the yearbook um i was already the star of every play i was already the president of all the clubs i was already i was like i'd really kind of taken over and i was over it like i just uh uh i i'd heard about this opportunity to to be an exchange student and that was not only yet another, you know, credit in my cap, but it was another, it was a way to kind of get out. I think I was, I think I felt really um, just, you know, I was definitely not one of those people that, who say, oh, high school, best years of my life. I was like, no, high school is like the worst. I, I, It's like, it has to get better from here. And it did, of course.
0: Yeah. Well, Thank it God. sounds like, you know, Carmen's was always inside you and you got to actually let loose like a, you know, like a, uh, uh, butterfly, you know, kind of coming out of a cocoon down there. Um, That's
1: exactly right. I often joke. It's like a metamorphosis. Like, yeah, I think I was probably always as like wild child. I just wouldn't allow myself to, you know, I, I, I was, I was definitely, um, very concerned about the way that would look and what people would think and yeah. when all of a sudden when i was in this new place where people didn't know me or and, and weren't thinking about me all of a sudden i had all this sort of freedom
0: yeah and you know what better place then for your your first uh, full fledged fellatio with uh, <laughs> fabio or whatever down there
1: exactly yeah yeah <laughs>
0: <laughs> so
1: uh, that sort of ruined me for for quite a while. I think I, you know, I came home uh expecting everyone. You know, that's really where I kind of I feel like I kind of discovered boys, and then to come home where they don't all look like Fabio. Believe me, uh, I'm <laughs> kind <of> like, oh, <laughs> people yeah, think yeah. I'm so shallow, and I'm like, sorry, you know.
0: <laughs> I, I mean. We all kind of are in a in a way, I guess. I mean, now dating apps are either like swipe left or right. You don't even really read the profiles anymore, you know. We're all visual yeah, no, people. I need, I,
1: I need a dating app that's like exclusively for like Argentinians. <laughs>
0: yeah, there you go.
1: Like very specific.
0: <laughs> so, yeah. So then, you know, basically like you, uh, I was – your inner Car- Carmen was able to come out. You uh, got to – find more of yourself there. And then you said you came back to the States. um, And obviously uh, the choices aren't up to par around here, but um, you didn't let yourself go back, right? You pretty much were Um, still developing and growing who you are from there. Yeah.
1: I, uh, well, I, did actually right after college I did go back and you know sow my wild oats quote unquote I think I just I wasn't done with it there I was uh, I was still kind of holding on like I feel like I felt I feel like I started like every conversation um, in college with well in Argentina and I was just like the most annoying girl ever um, and so I needed to kind of like get that get it out of my system um, I went there again, and and that's when I really actually kind of considered staying. Um, and actually, oh, that's another sort of artistic license I took while I was uh, like with that show. Um, you recall at the end, my host mother says, "You know, Naomi, go home." Uh, and the fact is, uh, she didn't actually say that. By the way, it sounds like I was like ousted from the country. Um, but I think it wasn't until my second time back that I really, really considered staying. I think when I went that first time, I think I was just, eh, I'm on exchange. I'm here for a year. It wasn't until I returned that I was like, but I could be here for longer. So I think um you know, like I said, I sort of combined those two trips in the one, uh for the for the shows for the sake of the show. Yeah.
0: But I mean what I was saying is like you didn't go back to um, the woman you were before, when you first got there.
1: Oh, uh, no, the, the Naomi, yeah. the pre-Carmen. Yeah. So once Carmen had been released, I think I was, I, I've just, I am this person now, yeah.
0: Off to the races, all right. And that's kind of like, I guess, where the, the Carnival Knowledge story then picks up, right?
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, that's Carmen through and through, you know. Yeah, um, and weenies uh,
0: yeah. and yeah.
1: Whackin weenies exactly.
0: and then uh you know uh as you i I mean as you already mentioned i guess that that was the story you were kind of telling then with the you know the love a good freak show but like trying to find you know the dates that but nobody compares to you know fabio up here you know and uh and uh it was like kind of like finding the right ones like that that endless search for you know finally trying to find Bigfoot or whatever, capture Bigfoot, you know, we hear the stories that they're out there, but you know, we just maybe see them on video occasionally, but. um.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I, I mean, listen, I don't think it's, it's not easy out there for anybody anywhere. Uh, But I think, you know, single, you know, dating in LA is not for the faint of heart. It is uh, definitely a, uh, it's, there's a lot of, you know, what do they say? Nuts and fruits. There's a lot of freaks. It's a it's kind of a um I mean, like I said before, there's always somebody prettier, you know, so you can't compare in that regard. You're always yeah. gonna be, you're always gonna pale in comparison to like that girl or that guy, you know. Um Uh, and yeah, it's, it is such a big city that it's easy to, you know, flake and ghost and do all those things that, you know, people just don't even do in Chicago. Like people, people, there are like good
0: folks
1: (laughs) (laughs) and, and it's not to say there aren't good folks out here, but it's, it's a lot easier to be an asshole. It's a lot easier to kind of disappear and just, uh, in the, into the, you know, millions and millions of others.
0: Gotcha. Yeah. And I mean, I, and I'm still here in in the Cleveland area, you know, um, getting back into the dating world myself, you know, I I, uh, was a single dad of two daughters and now they're both in college. So they're like, dad, it's all right. Go start dating now, you know? And I'm, I I mean, those dating apps are just like a a freak show in themselves, you know, trying to, I I miss the old fashioned uh, way of, you know, just like, getting out there meeting someone having something in common uh but uh i can't imagine you know what it's like out there and you know it seems like the 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 land of make-believe you know who who's legit and where do you find the real the the soul the energy the where you vibe with you know
1: well and i came out here long before those dating apps and even even when they did come about i didn't i've never been a dating app person i'm i i really believe in the stars aligning and i'm much better like this than i am um you know uh uh, uh swiping like you know yeah
0: oh uh, yeah i mean i' i i don't even like i said i don't even like being on those because if it, if it starts with like a you know with filters and everything these days too you know it's just like all right you you're you're saying you want to be in a relationship and you want like you know honesty and you know everybody's this and everybody's that, but you're already starting off on the wrong foot with a filter. It's just like, come on, just show me the raw you know i'm I want to meet the the heart and soul that's what I wanna connect with, you know
1: right, well, and I've always found like uh, I don't know, it's usually when I'm like. Really don't care when I'm coming back sweaty from the gym or whatever, like that's when I meet people, like, yeah,
0: yeah, you know,
1: it's like I, I I mean, I remember that same experience myself
0: myself lately, yeah. Yeah, When
1: I shaved my head for American Horror Story, that's when I just started turning heads. Um, you know, (laughs) women think they're oh, my hair, no, men don't care, they're not looking at your hair
0: exactly. (laughs) I mean, I've I grabbed your DVD because I saw a really nice butt on the cover. So, you yeah. know. Well,
1: that doesn't hurt. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. So on both covers, actually. Yeah, Carmen is a, is a fantastic ass. But, <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, you know, um, you were t- telling a little bit more in the story, too, with the, uh, you know, carnival knowledge about uh, – well, I'd like the one story with the, the massage was uh, was pretty funny and entertaining. Uh, you want to tell a little bit about uh, some of those inspirations behind Carnival Knowledge?
1: Sure. So um, you know, as I said, uh, Carnival Knowledge is sort of um I, I like to joke that it's um it's like sex in the city but different coast, crappier shoes. Like it's it's that same kind of Looking for love in in the big city, uh, and you know, but you know, I've got my own my own set of bur- my own burger and my own. Uh, uh, who's the guy with the post-it? Oh, I guess that was Burger, my own Mr. Big. You know, the 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 sort of staple of men that we remember from you know Sex in the City. Um, yeah, I mean, in the course of Carnival knowledge, I go on the series of nine dates. Um, or I guess you could call them nine boyfriends, but they weren't all really bona fide boyfriends. Some were just a date, some were like an actual relationship. Um, but there's sort of nine guys in my life. Um, one of them
0: didn't even know, right? Like the yoga. Oh yeah.
1: (laughs) One of them was literally my yoga teacher and did not even realize that he was like, I was having this completely fictitious, you know, relationship in my mind. Um, the other, uh, was like, a guy who took me on one date. It was horribly boring. Then for our second date, he uh, he uh, instead of inviting me to dinner, he offered to let me cook for him. Uh, that was the end of that. Um, yeah. Like if it was already boring, and now I now I get to just go straight to like working for you, sir. No, thank you. Um, uh, uh, there was uh, Trader Joe. I don't know if you have a Trader Joe's out in Cleveland, but um,
0: uh, yeah, we do.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's you know a grocery chain. There was yeah. the you know the hot guy working the the ice the 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 um, milk cooler you know, who uh, I, I, again I sort of created this or developed this flirtation through the uh, through the plastic slats of the um, cold freezer. Uh, We went on a a disastrous date. Um, And then, yes, I went on, uh, I went out with a a, a, a masseuse, a hot guy from my acting class who did massage on the side. You know, lots of actors have some little, you know, survival job on the side. Um, And, uh, you know, little did I know there would be a happy ending. Um,
0: (laughs) Women get them too
1: hey hey um let's see there was uh the uh i uh, went out with um i don't want to say team of argentinian soccer players uh but there was two there was the goalie and the forward and um <laughs> i i went out with both and that was um in the show Uh, and then of course i go on this one with more
0: forward the forward or you yeah
1: of course (laughs) well the one was quite protective which i appreciated but the other of course was especially aggressive and you know women like that um uh and then of course the last of which uh was my uh was I kind of call him the love of my life uh, because that's what he sure seemed like he was at the time. But of course, it's it's my favorite part of the show. It's when the show goes from hilarious, like you know, misadventures dating in LA, to this like screeching halt when all of a sudden we realize like this is this guy is bad news. He is you know, I might think he's uh, the best thing that ever happened to me, but little do I know. Um, you know, I'm going to be waiting for him to wake up from a coma. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah, again, I don't want to ruin anything because um, hopefully one day people will be able to see this themselves. Uh, but actually, this particular character winds up in the next show as well. Um, he's he's also in um, American Horror Story. There's a, a an additional... He, he comes back around, and that's why I felt like I, I needed to reindu- reintroduce him. You'd think I'd be done after all that, but no. Yeah, yeah.
0: More. But wait, there's more.
1: But wait, there's more.
0: <laughs> and then uh, who was Mark?
1: Oh, you mean Marcus. Oh, Mark. he's the guy I mentioned earlier. Remember when I mentioned the consummate cop and bailiff on TV? Okay. That's Marcus. We grew up doing, you know, theater together in Denver. Um, he, uh, we went to college together at Northwestern and we both moved out to LA around the same time. So we've been for a while we were next door neighbors. Um, so yeah, he in the show, I definitely, uh, I mean, let's face it. I needed a way out of it. Like I needed an ending. And I didn't just—I didn't want my audience to like go home and kill themselves because, good God, God, this woman like can't find love for the life of her. Um, And so I needed to give some little, you know, kernel of hope. And I think Marcus is that. Marcus is my best friend, my airport ride, my my handyman, my neighbor, my uh, counselor, my You know, he's my everything. He's my sort of all uh, catch-all friend. And I mean, he still is to this day. Uh, But, um, you know, what he's not is uh, my boyfriend. Um, But I kind of, um, I definitely want to end with like a little bit of hope. Like, like maybe love isn't that hard to find after all. Maybe it's right in front of you your whole time, you know, all along.
0: Yeah, Um, gotcha.
1: Yeah. And I truly, I still feel that way. I, I, you know, it doesn't get any better than Marcus.
0: That's awesome. Well, I mean, they say, you know, the best relationships start as friends and stuff too, you know? So.
1: Right. Yeah.
0: But um, so when, when Carnival Knowledge uh, was filmed and finished, when, where is this in the timeline when um, like American Horror Story caught on for you?
1: So, yeah, so that would have been in 2009 is when I first did that. Uh, It went on to uh, Edinburgh, Scotland, which uh, in 2010. And then in 2011, uh, I took it to New York. Um, And then in 2012, I got American Horror Story. So it had already had quite a life. Like I'd done, you know, a good three years worth of performing it. Um, but, uh, yeah. So, um, yeah, there you go.
0: And then, um, you know, obviously the, 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 uh, character Pepper has, has t- ended up taking off for you, but in this third one that I have yet to see, um, Since it's called American Horror Story, I'm I'm assuming this is after, then or during.
1: Yeah, it's it's both. Um, We see me. uh, It's just a different side of me. I think um, you know. I yes, I have you know boyfriends throughout it, um, but it's not. uh, It's it's more about my hustle. It's about my hustle. Becoming a you know wanting to act and not having a whole lot of luck at it at first and so um, you know from the the odd jobs I hold to the uh, to my even odder love life it's it's just sort of my hustle in Hollywood um, and so yeah we we see like I said it starts as early as first grade, uh, we see, like, we meet, like, first grade Naomi, and then we see me throughout the process, like, you know, how I came to, to become Pepper. And then the, then the Pepper Mania, like, I take you through that whole ride I was on, um, all the way, almost to, you know, present day, there's, you know, the kind of the aftermath of it all. So it's definitely, it's a very fan-friendly show. Like, it's a very, like, you don't have to have seen American Horror Story or know Pepper at all, but it will be that much more fulfilling if you have.
0: Yeah. So, you know, that opportunity came for you. Like you said, Pepper Mania has followed. It still does. I mean, is that, uh, would you say that, is uh, what got you now uh, doing some of the uh, the convention circuits?
1: Sure, yeah. I mean, you can see just in this room behind me. I there's, um, y- yeah. It's I all mean, like
0: fan artwork and stuff too. Yeah,
1: it's nice. all. I mean, it's everywhere. Um, but yeah, I mean, for whatever reason that that character just really took off, and that's what that's what people want to. You know, know about and hear about. Unfortunately, with the strike, I'm limited. Like, I can't even dress as Wednesday Addams for Halloween if I want to. Um, although wow. I haven't been watching the news, maybe maybe they've come to some sort of an agreement. I doubt it, um, but I know they were going back to the bargaining tables today. But um,
0: yeah, we can yeah. use a little bit of good news out there. You know?
1: I know, right? <laughs> I think, um, yeah. I mean, listen, this the show is not about american horror story at all it's really about me and my evolution like and me you know becoming pepper so we get to see me pre-pepper becoming pepper then post pepper
0: um can you talk a little bit about getting into that mindset for that character is that not
1: Hmm. sure uh I mean, getting. Involved. I mean, obviously
0: that 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 season was inspired by the old original freaks, the black and white. Um,
1: yeah, it was. Um,
0: cult classic out there.
1: I mean, obviously that character is. Uh, I mean, every actor has their own process, and I, for me, I tend to be a very physical actor. I mean, you know that from just having seen my solo shows. Like I'm. Yeah. Uh, Which I love
0: it. Yeah. Those are the so, ones that really make you feel a part of or something with it, I feel.
1: So I definitely, um, you know, I really did my homework as far as uh, watching Schlitzie, who was the real life microcephalic after whom that character was uh, modeled. And I really kind of nailed his walk and talk and gait and, you know, just the outside first and then i went in and um worked with a coach and um kind of developed a an in, in inside story um because let's face it we all have an an interior life uh yeah. you happen to know more of mine now having seen my show and having had this conversation um you know you have an interior life i don't know a whole lot about other than you know you're in cleveland and now i know you've got two da- uh, you know two daughters and they're in college and and you're back in the dating world so but but the point is we all have an inner life and yeah. uh, it's not necessary that we know them you know what i mean like we can still go on to have a great conversation without me necessarily knowing your inner life but you wouldn't be a full character if you didn't have that, right? So yeah. it was important whether or not the, the audience was actually privy to what my inner life was makes no difference. What's important is that I have one. Like, I need to know. Y'all don't necessarily. Yeah.
0: And that's uh, to so, help you, you know, uh, portray right the, the character so much character. better. So
1: not this, like... Yeah a flat, one-dimensional sort of... paint not just
0: shaving your head and then, you know, throwing a camera in front of you. Right,
1: right. Exactly.
0: And that's, I think, why uh, Peppermania took off so well, too, because it's like you make people feel something, you know, whatever that, you know, what that character is going through. It's like I felt, you know, your story watching, you know uh, Carnival Knowledge, and, uh, you know, Carmen, find her, uh, find her inner, Carmen, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, but, uh, it, with, when did the, uh, you know, after, you know, Peppermania takes off, you're doing the, uh, what's your experience been like, I guess, on the, uh, on the uh, convention um circuit no, uh,
1: so. Well, um that all sort of came about, yeah, right after asylum before freak show. And then of course after freak show it was like nonstop full time. I want to say I went to like 44 Comic Cons in 52 weeks uh in 2016. It
0: was which was more like, your hustle there too. You
1: know, your hustle oh my side. god. Yeah. yeah. Um and I mean, it's it's you know, it's slowed down a little bit since. But I mean, it's literally been like 10 years, 11 years. So like it should slow down, <laughs> like in fact, the fact that I'm still doing that, like the fact that I can go out practically every weekend and and it's it's amazing. I mean, I didn't know this. I didn't know conventions even existed. Um, It's just not it's not something I would ever. Go to so, um, but listen. I'm not mad at it. It's I'm very (laughs) thankful to know that that they do.
0: Yeah, I, uh, me and my daughters are big fans. We hit a lot of the uh, like the the, it used to be Wizard World that come through town, and and uh, in fact, on my wall over here, I got like pictures me and my daughters with whatever uh, actor we decided we wanted. That's our family annual family photo is going to these things and getting the group professional uh photo it's it was like uh it was during like it was weird too because it was during like kind of like a rough time in our relationship when uh me and their mother separated you know where dad wasn't cool but they had to be with me this week and i'm like well we're gonna go do this you know and then it became like our thing my girls totally love it and it's like we we have to go all the time together so it was a it those events are like huge for us and you know, it gave me the opportunity to get to meet you, which I'm happy to have done. I wish I would have sat down and talked with you more, but I got to know your story here, uh, you know, uh, with these DVDs, which now, I mean, would you say that the convention circuit helps you promote your this work a lot more?
1: Yes and no. I mean, I'm sure I mentioned to you when you picked those up that like that is my those are my babies. Like I I don't have real babies uh, because I have those like that's, yeah. <laughs> you know, we all have um, our priorities in life. And, um, you know, my career has been number one, two, three, four and five. Like, you know, having a family or even a relationship has been Kind of far down there, <laughs> actually, I just saw um, it was like some little reel of, of Ali Wong. She said something like no one at you know, people ask me, how do you handle your career and family? And she said, no one asks men that she's like, because they don't. <laughs> Meaning like men don't manage both like they manage one. <laughs> you know? And, um, and, and, and I kind of feel that way. Like I, I've always felt like, I, I I don't think I can manage both. Like I, I think I can manage one if that, and if I got to choose between the two, I'm going to choose career. And so I really, I have no regrets about that. Like, um, I, 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 I really do believe I, I consider those my babies. They take nine months to create and um and they give and give you know um i don't have to change their diapers they don't whine i don't have to send them to you know put them through school like you yeah. know <laughs> and are making ways, money
0: for you yeah you know? <laughs> yeah exactly
1: in a lot of ways i feel like they uh i i won the lottery um but i i would say you know it it, it kind of hurts my heart how You know, everybody wants a picture with pepper, you know, and those those stupid pictures, they take what they cost 20 cents at Kinko's. Like whereas those DVDs, those are that's like my heart. That's my soul, my entire like being like I've just like ripped out my essence and like put it on a piece of plastic. And and even then they create a whole lot more. They cost way more to make than any silly photo at Kinko's. Um, yeah. But I love when people take interest in them because that, that means they're taking interest in me. They're interested in like what I do, not with this machine with a million dollars, more than a million, you know, uh, dollars right. behind it, but rather like, you know, cause like I said, with the exception of um, Richard and Bardo, who was the director for both of those shows, I did everything. Like I, Wrote, designed, lit. well, I didn't actually hang the lights, but you know what I mean. Like I did everything, and so you're getting to see like me. Um, whereas when you when you say you love American Horror Story, like I love that, I I do too. But like there's an entire like payroll of people uh, who are responsible for that. Like this is something that only I can take ownership of. And so I, I, I take it personally and I appreciate it.
0: (laughs) Well, like I, I was saying, you know, watching that these and the way of your acting and, you know, performing, you know, uh, showing your, your, you know, I mean the emotions getting, you know, getting, like you made me feel, you know, it make you are it makes me feel and, uh, like feel for you feel, uh, You know, I mean, you're telling your stories, I'm laughing, I'm getting aroused, I'm, you know, going through this whole, (laughs) like, roller coaster with you. So I'm glad that, uh, you know, I uh, stopped at your table and picked these up to get to know you more. And I definitely will have to order the next one when it becomes available. Um, Well, I can
1: tell you, the dream, the dream is for this... Because let's face it, the world has changed. Like, once upon a time, you would never watch just a play on DVD, right? But nowadays, we're streaming all kinds of things. You know, one hour comedy specials are a thing, and everyone else has one. Why don't I? Uh, so, you know, my dream, of course, is to sell this most recent one, American Horror Story, as a one hour comedy special. Uh, you know, I'd love to see it streaming on, you know, You name it, Uh, and then while we're making a deal, uh, you know why not? Why not sell Carnival Knowledge and Girl in Argentine Landscape too? Uh, That way, people can see the full, you know, trifecta. And you don't have to meet me at a comic con. You don't have to pick up the DVD. I mean, let's face it: a lot of people don't even have DVD players anymore. So I'm just thankful that you do. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, I mean that's that's the dream. Like I really want for the world to see these shows at this point. You have to have either been in LA or Scotland or London or New York or maybe I've come to your college and that's the only way people have seen these shows, other than of course, if they, you know, stop by the table um and and pick one up. But I'd like to change that. I really I want I want this out there.
0: Well, yeah, that's what I wanted to you know ask you about, too, then, because uh, for any fans that... Well, actually, before I get to that, real quick, too, so getting to see more of your acting and comedic side, um, I went to your YouTube channel and um, was checking out uh, some of your skits on there, which uh, <laughs> I really enjoyed, like... Uh, um, I don't know, you know, I'm not trying to get 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 people in trouble or anything, but uh, you know, the Burka Girls Gone Wild was really one of my, <laughs> was one I really enjoyed quite a bit. And then um the seven apples uh, on top story, babysitting story. Um you were you were reading the story.
1: Oh uh, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Babysitting,
0: yeah. reading the story. Okay. Really got into the seven apples on top. You know, yes, yeah, felt uh,
1: motivated. Um, that was it motivated. Control, uh, impersonation. Or yeah. Um, yeah, you know, I worked for several years at the Groundlings Comedy Theater, which is a, a place here in L.A. Um, it's really just like this breeding ground for Saturday Night Live people. Um, I mean, like literally at one point, that's where they would just pluck them and send them to New York. Um, and uh, uh, that... And when I left there, um, you know, I realized, oh, wait, just because I'm not performing every week on Melrose Avenue doesn't mean that, like, my comedy career has to stop. Like, if anything, this is just the beginning. Like, there's a thing called YouTube, and I can, um, you know, just because people aren't see- sitting in a seat watching it there doesn't mean they can't sit home and watch it. Uh, you know in cleveland so um yeah so that that's where that was sort of born out of my own um you know frustration uh with uh having to leave that theater and yet realizing oh this is just the beginning like i don't have to perform there i can perform wherever
0: and i loved it i mean it was like uh I definitely highly recommend people checking out your YouTube channel because it's like I like I was tell- telling you, I went down the rabbit hole and I was just watching one skit after the other. Uh, you know, the TSA, Touch My Junk, was uh, another good one. Uh, Teat the Parents was very tasty. Um,
1: <laughs> yeah, but, I think uh, people just don't know that about me. They don't know that I am I have, a like, funny bone at all. Uh, because, let's face it, uh, you know, American Horror Story isn't exactly a comedy. So no. um, yeah. But uh you know, obviously I I I'm a writer and a, a, a yeah. I mean, I'm not just a comedian. Like I would never fancy myself a stand-up whatsoever, but um clearly I have a um, you know, a ripe you, sense of humor.
0: Oh yeah. No, you 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 definitely have a gift. I I like I said, I really enjoyed uh Going down that rabbit hole and uh, seeing seeing a whole another side of you, um, and then um, so back to the the DVDs before we get ready and wrap up. Um, American Horror Story is still being worked on. I think I got an email about Happy Halloween. Oh uh, yeah, that was
1: me. so yeah, no, um, Amer- American Horror Story ha- is. It's done. I've I produced it once here in LA. Um, it's gonna reprise again in my hometown, uh, which now you know is not really my hometown, but you know Taos, New Mexico, over the holidays, and then um, shortly thereafter we'll be headed to New York off Broadway uh, to do it there. So that's that's what's next for American Horror Story. Of course, you know again the dream is for a booker to come see it, you know, send it all over and maybe it'll even come to Cleveland uh, from there, uh, maybe come back to L.A., shoot it, then maybe interest a streaming service so that, again, maybe then you don't even have to leave the house uh, and go to your, you know, the Cleveland rep or whatever the, 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 you know, theater in town is, uh, and you can just stream it on TV. Um, you know, there's a million ways to skin this cat, and we'll be excited, you know, excited to see which way it goes.
0: Yeah, I'm excited to, to see it and continue uh, continue uh, being a, a voyeur on your, uh, your escapades and your journey.
1: Good, good. Yes, I appreciate it.
0: <laughs> and then um, for the audience uh, watching now that uh, want to – purchase that they may still have a DVD player and wanna purchase the DVDs or support you and see everything we're talking about, where would you uh, send them?
1: Um, Ooh, that's a great question. Um, They're not easy to come by. Uh, You really do have to literally stop at my table. So you have to like you know the stars have to align such that I am at the comic con in your town and <laughs> they're not available just anywhere and that's by design we we want to make it so that you know when we do approach approach these streamers uh, these shows are super exclusive they're hard they're hard to get uh, hard to come by I can tell you if people Venmo me. Or uh, you know, PayPal me or whatever. They can be gotten. I want to say, let me figure out if I can find this for you.
0: Um, Well, I know you have a website.
1: I do have a website, um, but no, I can tell you right now. If people Venmo me at Naomi, that's N A O M I dash. Grossman, G-R-O-S-S-M-A-N. If if they Venmo me 45 for both, that includes shipping and include all the shipping information, I will send it to them. Or you can do PayPal, friends and family. My PayPal is at Naomi Grossman, all one word. Um, All right. Those would be the only two real ways that I can think of uh, for them to get it. Um, Short of, you know, happening to see me in in the wild
0: but if they want to try and catch you in the wild they can go to your website and see like where you're going to be like on the you do post the uh like the conventions that you're going to be at and stuff like that on there or
1: Yeah. I don't have like a list of like upcoming, you know, uh, appearances per se, but if they follow my socials, I'm at Naomi W. Grossman on across all platforms. You'll see, I always, you know, Facebook, tweet, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, everywhere I'm going to be before I go there. So yeah, not. it's not a mystery how and when and where to find me. Um, and of course, uh, on that same website that Naomi Grossman.net, uh, you can also check out the, um, well, actually you can find, uh, the, uh, Girl in Argentine Landscape and Carnival Knowledge have their own little tabs there, but also American Horror Story. You can look up, um, in fact, it even has its own website, AmericanHorrorStory.com. And there you'll find, um, not only, uh, upcoming dates, the, the, the dates in um, New Mexico and New York that I mentioned, uh, but also we have some merch we've just um, released and all kinds of you know exciting developments. So um, yeah, it's it's not um, uh, it, it's not a secret. I'm it, I'm out there. <laughs>
0: nice. And then uh, before we get ready to wrap up, I wanted to ask you just a couple questions I normally ask guests that I have on. Uh, you you mentioned quite a few people that have influenced your, your journey, but who are three people that who've inspired you and you can credit for making you the person you are today?
1: Lily Tomlin is ha, just has always been sort of my touchstone. She's like the who I always wanted to be when I grew up. Um you know, I already gave a shout out to my acting coach from Denver, Paul Rohr, and my bestie, Marcus Fulmar. Um, so I feel like that's cheating to, to d- use them. Um, <sighs> um, you know, my mom and dad, I hate to, s- well, no, wait a minute. Um, I mean, can my mom and dad both be a unit? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Be, they're yeah. both. Uh, I, I, I mean, I kind of gave them a shout out earlier too when I mentioned how kind of supportive they were of my my career. Um, they're both characters uh, in Carnival. Nala- well, in both of them, actually, for that matter. But they get get a lot more. Um a lot especially my mom gets a lot of uh, uh airtime or stage time, I should say, in um American horror story. So um more on them soon. Mm-hmm. Um uh and honestly, I'm gonna say Carmen Mercedes.
0: Carmen yeah. Mercedes
1: is absolutely, I mean, thank God I, you know. I, I followed my bliss. I, let, I I went to Argentina, let my freak flag fly, <laughs> gave that first blow job. Like that's clearly what I needed to do at the time. And um I think it's, it's informed my life ever since.
0: And, and, and what a wonderful thing, because like I said, I've enjoyed the, uh, the skits. There's, ve- you're definitely very open about your sexual side, which is beautiful because people, uh, you know, I don't know, you know, it, people get nervous talking about it, but we're all adults here. So, um, I, I love the, the, the fun that you make it, you know, in, in your, in your story and in your, uh, skits on YouTube.
1: Yeah, I've definitely, people have said, oh, you're so, you know, sex positive or whatever, I guess that's the, the, the term for it. But I didn't even know that that was a thing until... Uh, people say i'm a feminist but i'm like am i i just i i want i'm gonna do my i'm gonna do me yeah. without any regard as to how it affects men <laughs> like i really don't <laughs> care and um if that if that makes me a feminist then i'm a feminist i'm just i'm just me you know
0: it's hey the hustle's paying off you know Tough. so it, it's uh definitely uh in in uh, empowering i'm sure for you know men and women that are just like ah you know I, I, I was i was raised in like a catholic home and you know had the a lot of the 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 religion put on me at a young age and you know so it's just like i had to go through that whole shame and guilt when i went off into the navy and then you know started uh flying my freak flag you know right and uh <laughs> you know then now i finally like shed all that and i'm ready to to, to Take the flag back out there, just not on these damn apps.
1: <laughs> right? Yeah. No, I'm telling you, I got I I was on the apps for a minute, uh, and it's it's not for me. So just because that's what people are doing doesn't mean you have to do it. That's that's what I've no.
0: learned. No. The more I'm learning to, uh, you know, being in a in a place where it's like I'm taking care of myself and I'm loving myself and I'm accepting myself. Took me a little bit longer, I guess, you know, but better late than never. But, sure. uh, you know, uh, I'm, I'm setting my ways, you know, now. And my daughters are grown. I raised two young women. Uh, I mean, I'm not trying to discredit their, mo- their mother's role. You know, she played a big part just because we're not together anymore. But, uh, you know, I, I learned a lot about myself. They taught me a lot about myself, too, and how to be, you know, a better – man, which I try to do every day, you know, and, and, uh, more of a better appreciation for, for women. And I, uh, uh, when I see like inspirations like you that are out there just doing you and being, uh, you know, being your boss, you know, your own boss, you know, it encourages me, you know, for my daughters to go do the same, you know,
1: I love that. Yeah. I mean, I've got, I've been Hired to t- to take these shows, the two shows that we're talking about that you've seen, to colleges, and you know, I'm like, why? Like, they don't they aren't particularly educational. Uh, you know, <laughs> like, what am I teaching anyone? But I think I, I think I am a role model in a way. Like, I, I you know, the people no, who are, are invariably women's studies departments, and you know, um, who yeah that's the that's the the message they're trying to send to women is like you know you can just fall you can do your thing you know yeah do you. <laughs>
0: exactly and i'm like i'm you know even you know as a man i'm finally learning just to do me now you know it's like my family members oh you know are you gonna get married again I'm like i don't know you know why you know so like yeah. I'm kind of I'm going to shows when I want I'm going to conventions when I want I don't have to, you know, check in with anybody you know and if I meet somebody along the way, you know I don't know what would the opposite of Wackaweenie weenie be from a man's perspective. Um, <laughs> I, that's, that's, I
1: don't think it's um I don't think it's safe for uh, YouTube. Yeah. Or this is. <laughs> um, no, I think. Uh, yeah, I mean. Trying on was, different
0: hats, I guess I don't know.
1: Yeah, my you know my mom. Uh, again, I'm not trying to ruin anything, uh, but because it's all in the, the the third show. But boy, I mean, my parents got divorced after 44 years of marriage, and yeah, I think my my parents felt that people would ask the same thing of my mom. Like, you're 75 year, years old. Why would you want to get a want a divorce? And it's like because I. I I don't want to, I, I don't want to, ha- I'm enjoying being able to go to concerts at, at whenever I want or, you know, not make dinner if I don't want to or whatever. Like, you know, the imagine the 75-year-old female equivalent to what you're describing. Um, yeah. You know, yeah. It's, it's like she realizes like, oh, I don't have to do that. I can live my life for me. So, yeah, like I said, I'm at an age where my friends are all divorcing right now. <laughs> and I feel like, wow, again, I won the lottery. Like, I, I don't have to do all that. Like, we're all right back to square one, you know, sing, the single square. Uh, but we, you know, I don't I don't have, you know, the alimony or the, you know, um, child support or the this or the that like i don't have the babysitters or the college fund or you know all the other drama that you know these my parent my friends are having to deal with so you know i don't know but
0: no uh, it, it, it's it's uh yeah i'm like uh, i said you know it's like a lot of people i see that that have done the that what i guess was expected of them when i occasionally do hang out with them a lot of them don't seem really as happy as they portray on social media. You know, oh. that's all I know. And of when course. I'm like, hey, you want to go check this out with me? Can't, you know, like, all right, cool. Yeah. So uh, it is what it is. If this is the if, if this is the life for me, you know, then I, I'm, I'm down with that.
1: Yeah, you know? I think so. And then
0: um, any causes or organizations that you support and encourage others to check out?
1: You know, I don't. I don't have any one um, axe to grind. I, uh, you know, I I did a. Um, I was Emmy nominated for a show called Control Alt Delete that was um, a pro-choice agenda, um, but that's not it's not my agenda like i happen to lean that way but it's not uh i don't have an axe to grind really here so um yeah gotcha. you know I, I i i tend to you know if i was asked to do a project that was uh i don't know super i don't know like completely against my uh, belief system. I, I'm that, that might be, <laughs> I might think twice about doing it. Um, but you know, like I said, I don't have like this one cause, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I don't, I'm not like the Linda Blair who's like, you know, crazy for animals or, you know, it's not to say that I don't love animals, but that's it's not <laughs> my thing. If that makes sense.
0: Yeah, no, I got you. I got you. Yeah, yeah. And then, um, do you recall favorite toy as a child?
1: Um, I mean, I would say I'll. my favorite, I remember there was a birthday present. It was just a big box of costumes. Um, it was just, you know, grandma had gone through and put in, you know, hats and boas and, you know, just hand-me-downs from my great grandma or you know, just stuff that wardrobe um, for your
0: stage show. Wardrobe.
1: And quite yeah. honestly, to this day, like I mean, I'm just showing you the the pepper art. What I'm not showing you is the entire other side of the room that is oh, wardrobe. I'm like, I'm literally like a hoarder when it comes to to wardrobe. Um, I'm me- meticulously clean. I'm a complete Marie Kondo when it comes to everything else in my life. Like literally nothing sparks joy uh, other than of course my fan art. But when it comes to clothes, I have a, a bona fide problem, but it's not really a problem when that's your business. Like I can literally justify it because, you know, every day I'm like playing a role and like, what am I going to be today? You know, so exactly. I actually just got a callback uh, it, it, notification popped up in my screen saying that I got a, a, a callback to pay, play a ski bunny tomorrow. So so I'm going to I'm thankful for that wardrobe because I got to go back and, you know, I got to go find a parka and, and some snow pants.
0: There you go. And then. uh. Any message for our uh, military members currently serving overseas? Uh,
1: get out of there. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Um, uh, uh I, 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 um, better you and not me. I, I would not. That, that's not a, um, a, uh, um. A path that I I, I would want to take, and so I'm, you know, very grateful that others do, so I don't have to. Um, uh, I would, uh, yeah. I mean, the world is super crazy right now, and um, I would not want to be on those front lines of those the places where they are, and so um, I would just say, you know, be careful and 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 God bless you.
0: Gotcha. Thanks. Well, uh, Naomi, thank you so much for, for the time and it's been great getting to know you more and, uh, you know, hopefully you make it back through Cleveland. You know, maybe I could take you out for a coffee or something. And then, um, if, uh, before you uh, get ready and, uh, log off, if you wouldn't mind doing one last favor for me, if you could uh, mind cutting a promo ID for the show, just introduce yourself and you're watching today's boondoggle.
1: Okay, just my name and yeah. Okay, right now. Yeah. Hi, I'm Naomi Grossman. You know me as Pepper from American Horror Story, and you're watching today's Boondoggle.
0: Awesome, like a okay. consummate professional. <laughs> thank hope, you so much.
1: Yes, thank you. Hope hope that was okay.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was good. And like you know, like I said, uh, I mean we got each other's contact information. So maybe after, if if, if the negotiating table and all that gets uh, cleared up, we can have you back for uh, uh, a part two.
1: Yeah, that's true.